Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Guys, it's Saturday morning. You're all ready to go for the pit tailgate. You're all ready. And of course, you know the Panthers are ready to perform. But after the game, you may have to be ready to perform. And remember, when you're always ready to go, there's sometimes you may not be ready to. But you want to increase your performance and get the extra conference in bed? Listen up. BlueChew.com. It's blue like the Keller. It brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Vigran Cialis, so you know how it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach or empty. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be whenever the opportunity arises. Need a little something to get those uh, victory lights going? Let the cathedral lit up? Go to BlueChew.com. Right now we've got a free special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you visit our, visit our site. And use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Use promo code ARMCHAIR. A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R. To try for free. All right, guys. I've always wanted to do one of those. It's Wild Harris here for the Panther Rants podcast. I reached out to forhims.com, I think, a few weeks ago because, I, you know, we usually get this, you know, our sponsors basically are, um, they're what uh, the network provides us. So right now, you know, we got my bookie. And of course, we're no longer doing SeatGeek anymore. As it's just been explained to us. But we're still doing my bookie. And I was, you know, in the Blue Chew uh, promo, you know, we're going to have it for a few weeks. But I always want to do a, a promo for, for boner pills. I thought it'd be easy for me, but I, you know, I need some more practice on it. But oh yeah, practice makes perfect, doesn't it? And I'm eventually need to get my mind on the gutter because I mean, I just wanted to, I just always want to do a boner pill ad. I mean, it just seemed fun to do, and you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm and I'm taught, and I'm bringing, you know. Helping with male health. Although I don't know. I mean, it depends on what kind of. Ma- I mean, what kind of male health we're talking about here? Because I don't know what these pills do. If they make your if they make your heart race, or whatnot. I'm afraid if I ever take one of those, my well, you know, something may happen. My heart may race. That's for you know. That's what these you say. If you're if you have, if you have a bad heart, you shouldn't take these because you know. They're um, they're bad for the heart. 
I still, I always feel like I took one of those. My, you know, I would pass out or something. My heart would give out or something. I don't know. My heart would explode. Anyways, let's get away from all that. Today's the first day of school, so naturally I'm late to work because you know we, every uh, school zone's a disaster area. Because the way they do things here, I'm sure they do it in you know, Pittsburgh as well or wherever you guys are listening from. There's no like you know like the you know there's no drop off like we always do. You have to walk the kid in, and they have this little freaking ceremonial send off, and whatnot. And of course, you get to the school, and there's like ten parking spaces, and there's nowhere to fucking park. Last Monday, I got my coffee, and I got my employee evaluation later today. So we'll see what happens there. You know, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's you know. I think this is, you know, I think this is in their physical year, so I think this is the time when they lay off people. So maybe who knows? Maybe I can do arm. Maybe I can do this whole podcast on a full time basis. I mean, I won't get paid dick for money, but I can still have a job. What do you do? I have a TV show. I have a, I have a, I have a radio show. Oh, what is it? Oh, it's a podcast. Oh, never heard of it. Hey, well, I have a job though. I mean, I can put this. I can put this on my resume too. You know, I can say, I hey, I was a. Um, had my, my own show, and you know, I'm, I'm a member of the media. You know, school, um, school's been in session for an hour now, and I'm driving, I'm, I'm driving back, you know, to where my kids go to school, and it's a disaster area still. I mean, school started probably an hour ago, and you would, th- you would think these people don't know how to, you know, they know the concept of the drop-off, you know, nothing. Jesus Christ. Excuse my language, guys. Sorry for I'm sorry for the religious types if I, you know, offended you pertain the Lord's name in vain. I grew up Catholic, so, you know. But anyways, guys. A lot, you know, a whole bunch of stuff happened over the weekend. We had our first weekend of college football, and, you know, I thought... I. I didn't think college football started on everything didn't start till next weekend, but people were like, "Yeah, there's games." I'm like, "Really? What?" So I looked and I saw Miami played Florida. I'm like, "Cool." So I got my, um, you know, my laptop that folds in a little tablet. I folded in tablet form and had the game streaming while you know I made dinner for the kids. It was, you know, it was a good first game for the first, you know, you know, the start of the year. Um, the game felt like, you know, Miami and Florida were looking for ways just to to, to lose it. It was that like they kept handing it back to each other. You know, it's like, um, it's like one person was passing him the keys, and everyone said, "No, you know, you look, you look sober, more sober than I am. You drive." And you know, my, you know. I wasn't on the impressed with Miami. In the beginning, I was because I saw what they were doing. I mean, they were they were getting all, all their athletes in space and getting the ball at them, and they caught uh, Ford off guard. And that, but the, eventually, Florida regrouped and held them to a field goal. That's that's pretty you pretty much knew that Miami was going to lose that game right then and there. And they got to the red zone and they just could not punch it in. 
and you know the thing about the um, the first drive of the game usually for a lot of coordinators they have everything scripted out already. They already know what players are going to run, what they're going to do, and eventually teams adapt, and that's what Florida did, and that was the end of it. And I think in the next drive, I believe, Florida caught Miami off guard with a fake punt, and they scored on the next play. I mean, they just Miami thought they were done with that drive, and Florida, you know, Florida did the fake punt. And not to mention, Florida was just, they were more strong and more powerful than Miami. So is Pitt Miami winnable? Sure. But the thing is, is Pitt needs, they need, that, they need something competent from the passing game to do that. And that's one one person put a poll at. He said that, um, what would you rather have? A, um... A pit ACC Coastal Division, you know, championship, and possibly get blown at the Clemson, or do you beat Penn State and finish second in the Coastal? Personally, I'd rather have the the the, the, um, the Coastal title because it's 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 more it sells more to our recruits, it gets us more noticed. That you know we're in the ACC, we're in the Coastal, and then we're and we're challenging Clemson for the title. And you know this time around, I don't see us getting blown out by Clemson. Only if we get competent play from our quarterback. Because if we don't, Trevor Lawrence and company are going to have their way with us, and we're you know I don't think uh, Debose Sweeney is going to be as merciful this time. I mean, I know the guy is a man of God, but. If anything, he'll uh, drop Sevy on us, and he'll just he'll just go to church the next day and for, be forgiven of his sins. Wow, it's still packed, and you know what? It's a lot of late entries here. I'm, I'm driving past my kid's school now. It's a lot of late entries, and on top of that, an hour later, they haven't removed the cones yet. Usually, the cones get removed. Yeah, none of that's being done, and people are like strolling at eight at eight thirty, late. Maybe they couldn't find a parking space. I don't know. Or maybe maybe some parents, what they do is they take their kids to breakfast usually. Because it's a, it's a disaster here. But uh, Miami, you know, Miami drove down the field late in the game, I guess, to uh, try to get the, you know, win the game. And it failed. And one thing that loomed huge for them was the missed field goal. It was a 20-yard field goal, and I think he shanked it. And they would have been down 24-23 at that point, and they probably could just set up for the game winner at that point. But I think also Florida may have had some timeouts. But, you know, Miami let that game slip away, and there it is. So that was one of the hot, you know, one of the big hot topics. You know, locally, I mean, there's, you know, Antonio Brown lost his grievance with his for his helmet, and um, but he got, he's going to get a customized one that I guess suits his needs. He's getting some sort of endorsement. So Antonio is winning out on this one. You can say that the NFL has won because they you know they won their grievance, but Antonio won out too. He won something out of this, so 
there's really no losers, losers out of this whole uh, grievance thing. He's going to get his customized helmet, something that suits him. And that's it. You know, no worries there. But also in football related, uh, Andrew Luck shocked the um, the world by retiring on Saturday. And from what I've read and gathered, his retirement was supposed to be announced on Sunday at like 3 o'clock supposedly. Somehow his retirement got leaked and they're not they're trying to figure out who leaked it, if it was an agent or whatnot. But it was never I guess it was it was behind it was supposed to be behind wraps. And the media got a hold of it and reported it. And that's the thing, I mean, I know people will get mad at the media for this, but their job is to report. So if they don't report somebody else's, somebody else gets that lead. I think the thing I would have done first is rather than tweet it out, probably call, talk to um, Ursay or the GM and say, hey, you know, there's a rumor going around that Lux reti- retiring. You know, should I report this or what? You know, Lord knows what happened there, but it was a mess. And of course, Luck got booed off the field because, you know, by the time, you know, this game was over, the fans got a hold of it. And, of course, they booed him off the field. The booing, obviously, was a bad look. I know people are going to trash the fans, and I understand that. Because they booed him without understanding the whole story. The fact that he's been... I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised he retired. I thought, he sh- I thought eventually it was going to happen. I just didn't think... As he was getting towards the end of his rehab and he was getting better, you know. I mean, he got better as the season went on last year and they went in the playoffs. And they looked like they were a serious contender for the uh, for the Super Bowl this year because they had a good, really good offensive line. And all the pieces were there. You know, they got a competent GM who got them, who got them what they needed. Because for you know, the last several years... Luck has been playing without a good offensive line, and he's got his ass beat up, ass beat up and down the field. So injuries took their toll on him, and I think I think at one point he did rush his rehab, and, and he did reaggravate one of his injuries. But he was really starting to come on towards the end. But he got hurt before the season began, and he was venturing to come back, but he just got sick of it. He got sick of the injuries, the rehab, and whatnot. And, I th- you know, if there's one thing like the, um, you know, Dan Orvalowski, the uh, quarterback for UConn, has talked about is, you know, the toughest part, one of the toughest parts of being a football player is the offseason because you got, when your season's over, you got to tr- get back and train, and it's a pain, it's a pain in the ass. And I'm sure, you know, that, you know, rested on luck. And I think, you know, as time went on, he, I think he won. I mean, I can understand the fans part of it. 
to retire like two weeks before your uh, season begins is a dick move because it leaves everybody in a bad spot. Well, the fans, you know, whatever. But your GM and your owner and your coach, you leave them in a bad spot because you got to find somebody to replace you. And you can't exactly draft anybody and there's nobody on the free agent market. Although I said if I was calling Kaepernick's agent, I would have called Ursay after he'd been on, been on his Coke blender and try to get my contract. So, yeah. Basically, this season is pretty much a throwaway for the Colts unless Jacoby Brissett can do something magical. And who knows what that's going to be. So I can understand why some people are upset because, you know, he did it right before the season began and it screws over the team. But the whole... Um, other group that's upset, they're upset for the wrong reasons. And you had a whole bunch of them talking about how, oh, millennials are, are millennials are, um, what is it? Reti- I guess retiring during rehab is what they're saying. Oh, you know, I know people who worked in the mills and are police officers and they don't get to retire and. And, you know, Seth Payne, you know, he, um, former football player himself, brought up a point to Dan Dackage for that tone-deaf comment that he, he that he's sure if there was a lot of teachers and uh, steel workers that had $50 million in the bank, they would probably retire too. But, of course, you had some people turned it into a whole millennial thing where, oh, millennials are retiring now because they can't handle rehab. Well, you know, they're football players. It's a pain in the ass. And I guess some can handle it, some can't. And some that can't handle it, down the road, they probably are paying for it. You know, those injuries and stuff will come back to haunt them. And so, you know, he gets to walk away, and who knows, he may come back. Maybe the XFL. Maybe he goes plays for... um, you know, his dad, who's the commissioner. Maybe he go, maybe he does that. Or maybe he comes back with the Patriots. Maybe he comes back to the Colts. Who knows? But right now, he's just uh, mentally not in a good place. And he just wants that, wants out. You know, I mean, J.J. Watt even said himself he called to play retirement when he was going through all of his injuries. Because, uh... It was one thing after another, and the one, I think the one season he got hurt, I think it was the first game of the year, and he was gone. I mean, he was frustrated. And, you know, why collect the paycheck when you're, when you're always hurt? And It's tough. So, I'm not going to judge Andrew like too hard. I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, it's a dick move, how, how he did it. Because if he wasn't all in the whole time he could have said something before the draft even before camp he could have uh, picked it up but he waited until then and as one person pointed out if Ben Roethlisberger would have, would have done this Jesus Christ the pitchforks would, would have been out people have been drilling Roethlisberger like, to, like no tomorrow 
because he's fresh off the whole Antonio Brown stuff. And, of course, they would love to tee off on him. And, yeah, there's been some other bad takes, which I won't get into because one bad take I really saw was from an unemployed Houston radio person who, I guess this person, they had a, a co-hosting job on the morning show for like three months and they made a really bad take and I was like, ooh, yeah. It's almost as like they make these bad takes to get themselves noticed. Well, I guess, you know, it gives your followers and stuff. But let's uh, wrap this up. We got 20 minutes. We're at 20 minutes. Also, guys, make sure to go to my bookie. You know, Antonio Brown with the Raiders, Bell with the Jets. But regardless who plays for who, I know who I'm putting my money on and where I'm betting. It's on my bookie. Enter the promo code CHAIR with your first deposit, and they'll match your deposit. So go for it, guys. And that's my bookie. Promo code C-H-E-I-R. All right, guys, let's wrap up this. Uh, the Little League World Series wrapped up with Louisiana beating Carousel 8-0. Uh, one of my followers, and I follow him too as well, Doug. Yeah, I'm not going to do the state MTV. My name's Doug. I'm out of here. It's, a, it's an old skit, guys. Google it. The state was a, uh, you know, it was similar to Saturday Night Live, and it was, and I really, and it was actually really good. It didn't last long, but it was a lot of good skits. But there was a Doug skit, but Mister uh, Kecklack himself, who's a Johnstown native, like my family, I guess he mentioned about the uh, Little League World Series going into the school year, and I had to bring, I had to bring this all up because I, I have to talk about this. And I, you know, looked. I looked. I said, "Yeah, you know, school's starting, and tomorrow, and the World Series is is concluding today." Whereas, you know, school used to start later for all of us back in the day. I think, uh, and it was funny because I um I googled the nineteen eighty nine Little League World Series when Trumbull won it with Chris Chris Drury. That's the uh, game that got me really watching the Little League World Series, you know, year, yearly. Was watching that ever since that game, where he uh, pretty much, I think it was Taiwan or it was either Taiwan or Chinese Taipei. He punked one of those teams, and they won that game five. I think it was five to two. They won that, and that's what got me into watching the Little League World Series. Even though I play baseball. It just was a fun thing to watch. And I think my one regret moving out, moving out moving out of Pittsburgh was I never got to Williamsport. I don't know why I never did that. And I probably should have done that. Let's go check it out. But I just remember the next year watching it in 1990. Uh, Chinese Taipei being another team. I think they were from the east. And I'm trying to think who that team was. I don't know if it was Shippingsburg. I don't think it was Shippingsburg. Although that's right around where the World Series is, but it was another it was another Eastern team. But Chinese Taipei beat them nine nothing, and that's the thing about like if you're playing like a China Taiwan or a Chinese Taipei, in in the championships, even Mexico, you can't screw you can't screw with those teams. 
because they're gonna beat the, they're gonna beat you. They're gonna make you pay big time. And I've seen some heartbreakers, you know, from the American teams. I've seen them lose some really some heartbreakers, and it's because, uh, you know, they make them pay. You know, I think it was I think it was you know it was one of the I guess you could say quote unquote Asian teams where they well they when a team you know when the American team nursed a two one lead and then they blew it. I think in the bottom half of the inning, and it, yeah, it was. A, I think they. I think they lost on a walk off single. I think that was back. I think to me, like two thousand two, maybe two thousand three. But yeah, you can't. You can't screw around with these teams. But uh, going back to the 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 United World the Lily World Series. Uh, during them, that game took place on August 26th, which is the same day my kids started school today. Now, this wasn't so much of a big issue because school usually always started August 31st or after Labor Day for a lot of school districts. Like, public schools always start after Labor Day. But now, school is starting earlier now. It doesn't matter regardless of your district and where you go. And they're just adding minutes onto your onto your day as well. They're extending the school day so you get out earlier, which is what they did. You know, which is what Houston and ISD did here after Har- when Harvey hit. They extend. They didn't add weeks to the school year. They extended the day and, and experimented with it. Now because of that, we got two weeks for Christmas. Because uh, two weeks for Christmas used to be a rarity for you know me growing up. Now it's you know. Now it's routine here. And now they get a week off for Thanksgiving, which I never got. I think my first year at Alderdice, we got we had a week off for the spring break. And it did it mostly for the Jewish for, I guess for the Jewish holidays, because a lot, a lot of the uh, kids would go to Israel to you know to visit their families that week. And I remember when they cut down the Easter break, oh man, they bitched like hell about that. They were so mad, but I'm sure to, I'm sure they got some sort of exemptions from it. But yeah, I mean, Doug brought up a, about a point about that, you know, about the you know, people complain about the Whoopio football season being too long, but here we are, the Little League World Series, we're going into the freaking school year. And I remember, um, and as Doug mentioned himself, and I. A lot, of these, a lot of these kids play year-round now but with the, with these leagues. I have a buddy of mine who, who coaches like a travel little league team, and they play year-round, and they travel year-round. I mean, some are really into it. Whereas when I played, let's see, my uh, first, my second-year minors, I played, I played in an all-star tournament. And I remember we won the we won the Glassport tournament, which was like the Mon Valley thing. And then there was one of Portview we lost. Um, the Portview one, I think half of us went on vacation at that time. Thank God my family had a conscience and realized we had to go on vacation instead of playing these stupid Lily games. Which brings you back to that South Park episode where the kids lose on purpose, try, try to lose on purpose to not, you know, be dragged on their torments. Because I was hearing like, you know, other other coaches doing this, but for me when I played, 
we had one really good team and one really bad team. I always played on the bad team. And the coach would take several um, several players from the bad team as a sympathy you know, thing because he really didn't want any of us for the most part. A lot of us were just depth. I mean, I was, I was depth for the most part. We would, um, we would practice in the morning, and then later, later that day we would practice again. We, I mean, we would, have, we would have two practices a day. I remember. And I think, um, I, you know, I, I rode the bench for most of that tournament, and I think I, you know, I maybe played one or two innings. And I think, I think by the championship game, I got really pissed off about it. I think I cried because you know, I wasn't playing. I knew I was going to sit the fucking bench again. But I did play. Uh, I did play two innings. That's because the game was out of reach. Thank God. Woohoo! But then you know, the next year. I was kind of realistic about the whole thing because I got selected to get into playing the All Stars, and I knew I was going to ride the fucking bench again. So I didn't. I didn't complain this time. I'm like, whatever. And then by year three, which was like my second year majors, I had a really good year as a catcher, and I think, um, yeah, I hit a homer, and it was and. And compared to the uh, standard inside the park home runs, it was a home run out of the park. It was over the fence. I, I hit a. And I, I remember that year. I almost hit several homers. I mean, I, I, was, I mean, I was hitting them off the fence. I was really good that year. And well, we had a really good team. And then, of course, the thing is, is when you have fifteen kids on your team, not everybody gets to play. And well, that's what happened there. The coach decided to bench a lot of us and. My dad said the time, and you know, I understand you want to do the right thing, but you know, we got to season the salvage. You know, you got to do something. You got to find a balance. And he was like, "Oh, I'm just going to bench everybody." So the team fell apart, and by the end of the season, I didn't want to play. I knew I was going to go to the um, All Star again, and I knew I was going to sit the bench. And I didn't want to play anymore. I wanted to ride my bike. And so, the coaches from the other team begged me to play, you know, the play, and I didn't want to, I just wasn't interested anymore, it was nothing against them, looking back, I, I, I probably should have played, it would have been a good experience for me, but I was, I was kind of done with baseball after that, you know, I played one year pony, and I just didn't want to be there, and I just, you know, baseball kind of lost its interest with me, you know, as I got older, I mean, as I got the pony, pretty much, you had to live, breathe, and die baseball, you know, they wanted you practicing all the time, throwing all the time, and that just wasn't me. I didn't really want to do all that. I just wanted to have fun, and, you know, it was starting to become like a job where I had to, you know, where I had, where I had to go and practice throwing, practice hitting. It just, you know, there was nothing, there was nothing in it for me anymore, and I wasn't, you know, I, I mean, I was, I was decent, but I wasn't, you know, good, good. <laughs> I guess you could say I was mediocre, but... I wasn't going to be one of those guys who made the high school team or, or whatnot. I was going to have to be all in. I didn't want to be all in. I wanted to, I wanted to play street hockey and play deck hockey, and I could care less about baseball anymore. I wasn't really that great at it anymore. But um, it, it used to crack me up because, like, um, I'd be riding my bike and with my tee, and I would see the kids dragging their asses to practice and say, hey, you guys got all-star practice? Yeah, we're yeah we're going to we're going to practice. Oh, good! I'm gonna ride my bike. I'm gonna I'm riding a bike. I'm going to the store. 
screw that. But, um, you know, looking back, I mean, when I quit, I had a lot of kids I used to play baseball with always ask me, like, you know, why'd you quit? And why, why don't you come back? You should, you should play again. I never did. And, you know, looking back, maybe I should have, you know. But it's, it's, you know, it's different when you look at it because now that I'm older and I look at it, you know, maybe, you know, there's reasons why, you know, your teammates want you there. And looking back at the Andrew Luck thing, you know, maybe he that, that's going to happen for him eventually. Maybe he will come back. His teammates may miss him. Or, you know, players in Germany may miss having him there. Who knows? Anyways, guys, I'll wrap it up here. I get, I get some more fun traffic to sit through. And, um, yeah, well, hell to pit. Talk to you later.